All right, welcome to another edition of the Cup for Wrestling podcast. I'm Randy Zellinger from BackSportsPage.com. And I am Emerito Rivera from Level 1 Games in this noisy city we call New York. Ah, you. yes. You're going you're gonna to get noises today. I can hear it. Now, my question to you, since you live in New York City, if you open up the windows, do you hear the New York, New York song? Is it, does it play throughout the whole city? No, you, <clears throat> you hear somebody tell you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, it's okay. so, also, also, that is my my daily my daily life. Every time I start talking, actually, I think that's my uh, my hello to you when when you call me up in the morning. Yeah, I'm like, good morning. All right, boom, grumble. Well, listen, <laughs> I'm really excited for today's guest. Who do we yes. have on? We have a young independent wrestling star from the UK. Her name is Kiara. She was very nice to join us. Uh, gave us an hour of her time, or about an hour of her time, to discuss her career, her training with the Storm Wrestling Academy, and much more. And we were very lucky to have her. What a class act. Listen, she stood up with us 12 midnight UK time so that we can record at what, like 7 o'clock our time? Yeah, it was. It was an absolute pleasure. It was a hell of fun. And it was great learning and, and asking her questions. She was very, very receptive. Uh, I, I, I had a blast. So I hope she had one as well. Yeah. And one of the great things about her, too, is is just on how smart she is, not only knowledge-wise, but just about the business and understanding about what she wants to accomplish and where she wants to go. I think it's, it was really, really, really a lot of fun talking with her. We were very lucky to have her. And, and I think you know with her, I think it's not – if it's a matter of when we're going to be hearing a lot more from her. Exactly. And I can't wait to that day. But listen, enough of me and Randy, although my voice is very melodious. Here is Kiara. I are back here on the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. Randy Zellian, backsportspage.com with my good friend. I'm Marito Rivera, and for short, from Level 1 Games. How are you guys today? Special guest with us. She's out in the UK, staying up late for us tonight. Her name is Kiara, one of the top stars out there in, uh, in the UK. Joining us, thanks for giving us some time today. Thank you so much for having me. And it, and this is like this is really cool. I think, and this is our first real international star, star. man. Yeah, yeah, this is this is pretty cool. I'm telling you. Um, so you know, I, I was doing some research, and this your wrestling journey began actually be, uh, began down in Miami. Of all places. It did. Down yes. at WrestleMania 28. 28, which I can't believe a year from now is going to be 10 years ago. And I think back to then, I was I was a crazy fan. I think most people that become professional wrestlers, they were the fans themselves. They've experienced it. And aside from growing up in the Attitude Era, being there at WrestleMania in the US, it wasn't my very first time to the US, but it was my first time in Miami. And that atmosphere the stadium the spectacle feeling like you're at the center of the world for those few hours it left a lasting impression on me listen i was there at wrestlemania yeah, 28. yeah i was oh i was gosh. there i used to Where go else? almost every year and uh let, let me ask you a question because i remember the card what was it which one did captivated you that that just drew you in so completely that you went home and you were like, all right, this is it. Like, I have to get in the ring. I have to get my foot in that door. What was it? It was, I remember this very vividly. So it was the Hell in a Cell match. It was, there were moments during the match and I'll get to them. But I, I love, I can see you guys smiling. You know what I'm going to say. <laughs> but it was, 
while the promos are running, the, the pre-match promos, when you're there in the stadium, you kind of, you turn around to watch that there's big titantrons. I was sort of, the ring was there. So the main titantron I couldn't see. So I was turned around and they sort of dimmed the house lights and you're watching it. And that feeling of anticipation was, I remember just, just feeling, and there was like helicopters going overhead and and everyone, like all these 80,000 people were really quiet because they wanted to hear the, you know, the pre-match interviews. And that there was something about that, which you can't quite capture on the DVDs because you, you only see the actual matches, right? And when there's an interview, it just comes up on the screen. So that part, and then of course, some of the near falls during that match, I believe there was a podcast quite recently with Undertaker, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. They talked about where Shawn Michaels did the super kick. You know, he, as the referee, for those who weren't aware, he was actually the referee. He wasn't supposed to be interfering. So he interfered. And I remember that moment, we thought the streak would definitely end. And like, I was like, oh my God. It was probably one of my favorite near falls. And they said during the podcast interview, they said it was one of their favorite near falls of all time that they've ever done. I, I remember that vividly, man, because I, I grew up a Shawn Michaels fan. Like that, that was the guy that got me to go, hey, you know, like I want to do this. Mm -hmm. I used to watch him kick out at the very last second. Yeah. And I was just captivated. And I was like, you know what? I want to, to, to do that. I want to sit there and, and kick out at the very last second. So it's so cool to hear you have some uh, something similar, you know? Mm. And that's what, what gets us all together is, is that fandom, right? Absolutely. It connects everyone. And we all have these me memories and moments that and you, if I was there with my brother and sister. And you're really lucky if if you have a brothers and sisters to go with or even friends being able to share and be like, oh, I remember when that happened. It just adds to it. I ended up going with my son and we still talk about Aww. the matches. Yeah, we, we, we I used to try to take them every year. Those were our vacations. That's how big wrestling fans we were uh, or are. And uh, it, it used to be a great time. Like, I can't do it anymore, obviously, and the world's upside down. So it's not like I'm going anywhere. Listen, I'm, I'm here in New York City, and that's good enough for me. So you, you end up going home, right? Mm -hmm. And you're, you're flying home, and this is running through your head, I'm sure. You get back. Uh, what was the process? How did you find a school to get into? You're going to like, this is actually making me tear up a little bit. This is strange. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember thinking, oh, I may as well, may as well do this. Why not? Like, you only have one life. And I was really fortunate because the local school in Leicester was where Robbie Brookside was heading up the school. And he is now not just in the NXT UK, he's in the main performance centre in Orlando, I believe. And this was back in 2012. This was before he had officially joined WWE. He was very well known in the world of sport ITV era, which was a British during the 70s and 80s. It was on every Saturday. Millions of people tuned in a little bit before my time. But so Robbie happened to be running the local school. I thought I'll just pick the one that's closest to me. Turned out to be pretty much the best school in the UK, if not Europe. So I was very lucky there. I remember turning up with my dad and we were waiting outside. So the very first week I was going to go, the gym they were using had a fire. Uh, so the next week, I didn't go that week. The next week, I believe it was the end of April of that same year, uh -huh. April or, or 
the very beginning of May. So we missed one week because of fire. And so there's this new venue that kind of has graffiti on. It's a bit more seedy because it's a temporary venue. There's like cigarette butts on the floor. And my dad, who wasn't very happy about me wanting to start doing this, was thinking, hmm, not sure about this. <laughs> and then, then he meets Robbie, who's very much a gentleman. And he says, how tall are you? Because my dad's like 6'4", um, which was the first impression. And then my dad hung around to sort of watch the training and it was very safe, very much you work from the ground up, learning the skills, learning how to take a bump before you do any crazy moves like that. So I think very, very quickly my dad uh, turned turned around and, and decided to support me on the journey. That is so awesome. Like I didn't have much support growing up when it came to stuff like that. So it's it's great to hear something like that. It's just, mm. I try to support my son as much as possible. I, I believe Randy has a question for you. He's well, looking at you. <laughs> yeah, well, let's, you know, it's funny too, because we were just going back a step about WrestleMania and that you sort of fell in love with the product off of that show. How much access did you have in England growing up to professional wrestling? Because I can't, like over out here in the States, we have, you know, we have Impact. We have now AEW, which is here. Mm -hmm. But, but back then, Impact was still a thing and Ring of Honor was still a thing and that had a little bit of distribution. How much how much access did you have to professional wrestling out there? So growing up, so I had missed the ITV, the weekly show that was World of Sports. So that kind of already died. It's sort of back now, but that had died. And so the main thing we had was WWF on Sky Sports. And there was this really good period right at the end of the 90s early 2000s where you could get the pay-per-views for free and you could get i remember wrestlemania 17 which i believe is the 10-year anniversary now no not 10-year 20-year anniversary now um the we had that for free here in the uk so as, if you were okay with staying up late staying up to 1am to 4am to watch it i remember yeah, that was the main exposure. The We didn't have other promotions. It was mainly just WWF. And there were some live shows that you could go to, but our parents didn't really take us to the live shows. They thought they'd be a bit too adult, but they weren't. They're more family-friendly around here. Yeah, it's funny because the, the writer, he's a good friend of ours, Keith Elliott Greenberg said it best. It's like WWF was, was the Kool-Aid that we all drank to get mm. us into wrestling. And I, I can't agree with that enough because it's like you speak to anybody, they don't mention anyone else. It's, it's normally we were exposed to WWF or WWE now, and mm -hmm. then we go from there. So you, you, you train with, with Robbie, right? Could you, could you tell me how that was? Like I, I remember going into the ring for the first time and being just like awestruck and how big it was from the inside out. And what, what were your initial thoughts? Like what was running through your, your head when you were inside the ring? So I wasn't too, I guess the most intimidating part was the promos. So the very first week that you go, you you have to talk to a camera and do a character. And you're like, well, I hadn't, hadn't even prepared for this. I think I ended up doing something, someone made a joke about a monkey king. So I'm like, I am the monkey queen. And that, that went down well. Um, but as, if you're okay with improvising, then then that's, yeah, I'd say that was the most intimidating part. Um, some of the moves we were learning, because I'd been exposed to much more of the American style, Robbie was teaching us foundations of British technical wrestling, and it was stuff that I'd not seen. And I was thinking, oh, what's this? So 
it was more curiosity, I'd say, rather than intimidation, more curiosity. And it, after a few months, my sister started joining me as well. So that made it quite a lot easier having someone in your family doing it as well. Mm -hmm. And that's Sarah Skylark, right? Yep, Sarah Skylark. All right. <laughs> so, and so she joined you in the school right away or was it months, years later? Several months later, I think it was, so yes, WrestleMania was that April. Mm -hmm. I joined the school near the end of April and I think it wasn't till November that she started to join. Okay. But and she fell in love with it as well. Yeah, it's hard not to fall in love with this stuff. Now, when you're, you're training and you're learning promos and you're learning British, I would say strong style, right? Is that what they refer to it as? Uh, how long was it before you, you you had your first match in front of people? Yeah, so, so great question. So I actually took a break for several years for university. Mm -hmm. I went to the University of Cambridge and... I don't know if you're aware, but it's super intense, the examinations. My, my first year, I didn't actually do too well in the examinations. I did. I managed to pass with a high 2-1 in the end, but I had to really, in my first year, I was trying to do wrestling as well, going back and forth to Leicester, keeping that up. But I had to really just say, right, for the next few years, school. I'm looking yeah, school. And I was looking at interviews by Jim Ross, and Jim Ross was saying one of the best things you could do if you want to apply for the WWE is to be a good ambassador, is to get that college degree. So mm -hmm. I thought the best thing would be for me to finish this. And this was one of my main motivations for getting to Cambridge. It wasn't just to do science. It was like, this is going to look so good on a WWE application, man. They don't have any other people from Cambridge or Oxford. This is going to be so good. So that was my main, that, that's what kept me going through exams, really. And to answer your question about the first match, uh -huh. um, it was then in 2016. So I graduated end of 2015, started doing my first matches 2016. And how was that? Like, what, what was the feeling that went through you? Not only did you finish school, because mm -hmm. I, I, I was going to get to that question anyway, because it's to me, it's mind-boggling that you did school and wrestling. Yeah. But now we have our answer. <laughs> you, you did school first, and now you've come out of that. And now it's your first match. And, and you must have been beyond thrilled. Like, uh, how were your nerves? How did yeah, you, so you do it? The, the biggest nerves weren't so much during the first match. It was mm -hmm. more coming back to the first training session after several years with, with Robbie Brookside, feeling like, what are people going to think? Do they think I don't love wrestling? Do they think I'm not dedicated? Like, no one would question that now. But if you've been out for a few years, you've got that stuck in your head. Mm -hmm. So it was that first training session that I was kind of nervous for. And they make you do the same drills you do in the performance center for WWE. You've got these high knees called grapes. You've got these set goes where you lie down, get up again, and they drill you till you're like dying um and i knew that that if you haven't been for a while they're like okay let's see how good you you still are mm -hmm. so i knew i had to be in good shape um and then when it came to that first match i was just happy really not too nervous just super happy to be doing it yeah because that was a that was a monumental uh, uh, accomplishment at that point right like mm -hmm. you finished school you have your first match and now you're on your way did you stay in the UK for, for a while and do the indie scene or did you go right away? Because I see that you, you went to Lance Storm School. Was yes. that like a right away thing? No, so I stayed in the indie scene. So my new trainer, because Robbie Brookside was only coming back for seminars because he was based in the US now, I had a new trainer called Gareth Harris and the school is now called From the Ground Up School, FTGU, and they're still doing shows. 
well not right now because of covid <laughs> of course um but yeah so about a year of training and shows before 2017 which is when i saved up the money and i went for three months to lance storm school in calgary wow so you stood over there in in in, in canada in Calgary, but how was that? Like, oh uh, my god, was there any kind of culture shock? Like, you're going from the UK yeah. to Canada, massively. Oh my goodness, I remember. Um, uh, this I've got some amazing stories, but I think when the plane was coming over Calgary and feeling like, oh my god, I've made it, I'm here. Because I was say I was saving up for I think I decided in 2016 that I really wanted to go so I was saving up for a year it's quite expensive but as the plane was coming in I, I'm just looking out of the clouds I've got music in my ears I think I was listening to All Time Low and there's this song where they talk about all the different cities in the world I'm thinking yeah I'm like proper traveling um, it's called Party at the End of the World I think that's the song by All Time Low so that was playing in my ears as we are coming down to land and. I'm, I'm by myself. I think I was the only one from the UK for that session. There's three sessions a year. I was the summer 2017 session. And after I touched down, just that feeling of, yes, I've made it. The plane hasn't crashed. I'm alive. <laughs> um, and I think, yeah, the culture shock, definitely um, getting used to the weather. It was snowy when I arrived and it was really hot when I left. <laughs> so having to, I did not prepare well clothes wise in my suitcase. So I had to buy a whole new set of summer clothes. I did not realize how warm it would get. And the weirdest thing was during a trip coming back from Edmonton to Calgary after a show with PWA, the moon, I was in the car and the moon was in front of, no, the moon was like a full moon almost. And I knew the moon was sort of behind us as we were driving. And then I saw the clouds were being backlit by something. Something was lighting up the clouds. And I thought, but the moon is behind us. So what's lighting up the clouds? So I'm like turning around. And then like the clouds start to part and there's these weird lights. And we're like starting to pray, thinking it's the rapture. I'm not kidding you. We legitimately <laughs> thought, is this the end of the world? Yeah. And then the clouds parted more, and I was like, oh, it's the northern lights. Oh, wow, that's right. You, you know what? I, I, I'm sitting here listening, and I'm going, does she see aliens? Like, <laughs> I didn't even think of the northern lights. You know, I've yeah. never gone up that far north. It's great. But uh, So uh, do you have any other stories in Canada? I remember there was... I was meeting people, newfies from Newfoundland and learning about their accents. And I was expecting just the typical Canadian accent and trying to understand this mixture of like Irish Canadian and newfie. And there was jokes that I didn't get that went over my head. And you know, when you're kind of like, <laughs> like you pretend that you know what people are saying. I do that so much in my line of work. They, yeah, he does, he does about, it a lot while I'm talking. That's what he usually, usually does to me. Well, yeah, he'll talk to me about broadcasting. I'm like, uh, yeah, Andy, that's, that's crazy. That That's my line for, I have no idea what you're talking about, but <laughs> please continue. <laughs> oh, 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 I've got one really good story. So we did, for PWA, we had the main shows and then mm. we had a private show. So it was for this, this man in the community who was in his 50s who had Down syndrome. And unfortunately, well, it was going to be his birthday show and he passed away before the show. So they, the family, because this wasn't Edmonton, this was just outside of Edmonton, like a really small town, probably an hour's drive from Edmonton. 
So instead of cancelling the show, because he was a huge fan of PWA, like a super fan, mm-hmm. instead of cancelling it, they kind of kept on as a memorial to him. So they had this big marquee and everyone, like, just to paint a picture of how small town this is, when you drive, it takes about five minutes, five or ten minutes before between houses. That's how far away the neighbours are. Oh, and wow. there's, like, no power lines. And, like, all the people in this community of really spaced-apart houses had come together. In And I wish I remembered his name. That's the only thing that bugs me. But I remember seeing his picture, seeing the marquee. We did, we did a few matches. There was, like, karaoke afterwards. And it was a really nice sort of warm feeling of, a commun- of like wrestling bringing a community together. So I won't forget that. See, and that's what I love to hear. Th- those stories, you, you, they don't get enough attention out there. All you hear is the bad stories about wrestling, all the carny people. This is what wrestling is about. You, you mm-hmm. come together as a community. You honor somebody who's who's a mega fan. And thank you for sharing that. That That is too cool, man. I do uh, want to ask one question about being in the Landstorm Academy, Lance being a veteran guy who's had that experience, not just with ECW, but with the WWE. What was some of the the best advice he had given you to improve yourself as a performer? So his best advice was, I'd say, his psychology of how a match works and the storytelling of a match. He'd say how, he'd say how a lot of the storytelling you can see in different media, like you take Star Wars or you take a random novel, there's sort of the beginning, middle and end. And, you know, that bit in the middle where there's a crisis, usually like where the the heel is beating up the face, there's, you know, you're starting to lose hope and then the hope builds again. And the way, different endings, right, for a match and how just all these thousands of little tips when he'd say, okay, you just need to adjust this or, okay, this match would have been a little bit better if you'd, if you'd gone for this instead. And to plug Lance Storm right now, he's doing virtual coaching. So you can send, if you follow him, the Storm Wrestling Academy on Instagram, the details are there on the, the homepage, but you can send him your matches. Let's say you've got something on YouTube and he, you can have a face-to-face session like this over Zoom, and he'll give you a breakdown of the match, and he'll say, right, this is where you could have tweaked it here, you could have tweaked it there, and you would have got a bigger pop if you'd done this. And just like thousands of little tips that when you add it all together, just really transforms the match. So that was the kind of coaching that we got. Yeah, that's very invaluable. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's, and it's awesome that he's able to do that with everybody since since we are in a situation with COVID that he's able to sort of go blow by blow with a match through YouTube and, and being mm-hmm. able to critique that way. I think that's in, in, that's so invaluable to do that because you, you gain so much for that. And that's that's awesome. Um, can you talk about, you know, go just take also take one step back to being in Cambridge. Uh, that's a, that's a that's a no joke. That's a no joke school. Um, what was education like, you know, getting your education at a school with that much prestige? Because that's a very, very prestigious college to be at. It was, it was, uh, I was so blessed to have that experience. We were, the lecture seats, the wooden benches we were sitting on, the cobblestone streets we were walking on. We'd have, we'd have international students, right? People that come from America saying, I'm walking on cobbles that are older than my country. Right, and the, some of the buildings date back to, uh, centuries, and you're there in the the Cavendish laboratories, 
where you know they split the atom and for someone like me that studied science it's a proper sort of one of the science capitals of the world and it's just everything is super old and super cool and the the may balls so they're the balls that happen after the end of exams um, and they were really fun and you're like sipping on champagne and you feel a bit of a posh twat but you kind of enjoy it a little bit as well <laughs> that's awesome though and that's and that's you know that's uh, something that you can also fall back on uh also later later in life knowing that you had that mm. degree from cambridge and you know this is great that you've been able to uh sort of work your way back into the wrestling world and you know right now the independent scene has been very very difficult um can you talk about coming back from you know getting through the landstorm academy and going back into the independence was uh, a, a tough transition for you no so coming back so after coming back from Canada, I didn't find that tough. I found that sort of a natural progression. I was able to sort of, I had that extra bit of confidence. So one of the best tips was to always bring your gear. This is what Lance said. And if you go, just pick a promotion and just turn up early. Like if you know there's a show happening in Bridlington at 7 p.m., turn up at 3 p.m. when you know they're going to be building the ring and just be like, hi, introduce yourself and be like I'm here to help build the ring and don't say don't say oh please book me please book me because no one wants that just help build the ring show up and then usually they'll contact you afterwards be like oh thank you and then that's an, that's your opportunity to kind of shoehorn yourself in it's funny because uh, even Rocky Romero said that like I think we had him on a couple of months ago and he, he says something similar just show up you know help build the ring help around but make sure you have your gear and, oh, and sometimes you'll, you'll get booked. Now there's something I wanted to touch on because uh, you, you said this earlier um, of the type of styles in, in the UK and the styles you saw on TV. Now, which style did you gravitate toward more? Was it kind of the technical British style or how did you end up meshing them together? Mm, that's a really good question. I'd say, I gravitated at first towards the slightly faster American style where you're hitting the ropes more. There's, it's kind of whoa, 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 bam, bam, bam. And then when I was actually learning it myself, I appreciated the, I appreciated the foundation of the British technical strong style because if something goes wrong in a match or something, you, you're good at plan something and something doesn't happen, to be able to fall back onto the British style just grab a head, grab a headlock, grab a, grab an arm, grab a body part, start working the body part, just calm down, be like, right, I'm working the arm. Okay, yeah, now I remember where I am. Okay, and that gives you that extra breathing room. Um, and yeah, so like you said, to then combine both the styles and take, take the foundation of one and then the excitement of another. And I mean, I really want to learn more of the lucha style and more of the Japanese style. I think being able to combine bits of everything makes you the strong all-rounder. Yeah, uh, we we had uh, Thunder Rosa on, and she said something similar, where it's like you you just take a little bit of everything and you put it together, and then no matter who you're in there with, you can always wrestle them, and it's exactly. always gonna be like a very good match. So uh, now. You're currently with, with CPW, that's Coventry Pro Wrestling, right? And uh, you are the Lineal Women's Championship. Did I say that right? Yes, that's the one hit here, right. the Lineal Women's Championship. So I wanted to, I wanted to touch base on uh, and, uh, how is it now wrestling? I mean, 
London and, and the UK, everything's kind of shut down. But you guys are still taping every so often, right? Yes. So I saw you had a match with your sister back in December of 2020. How was that like to sit there and, and, and finally face your sister? Oh, goodness. Well, I mean, it is true. There's a proper sibling rivalry. The, the good thing about going on with either with family members or someone you're really good friends with is you don't have to pull your punches. You can kind of go at it a bit. And you think, you know, if it's someone you just met that evening, you think, oh, hey, you've you got to be, you got to kind of know their style. You don't want to. Whereas if I'm with my sister, I'd be like, right right, I think we should do this. And she's like, no, no, that's a terrible idea. And I'd be like, no, it's not a terrible idea. <laughs> and, and like, we, we will argue, like, for sure. But like, in a in a way that you can only argue with people that you really know the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you could put on a better match with someone that you click with and you have that chemistry with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, so to answer your question about the tapings, uh, CPW have been doing a fantastic job did uh, becoming this digital transformation, like bringing live pay-per-views, bringing tapings, being able, so there was, I filmed, we sometimes do them live, but we sometimes will film them out of order, then smush the episode together, like put it back together in the right order. And the storytelling at CPW is fantastic. They don't just put on random matches, there'll be a storyline. And the fans are super obsessed which is amazing. I've, I've got the most fan art I've ever gotten from a promotion. You know, getting fan art, you know, having been myself a fan, like, I really appreciate that. The, the thing that someone's taken time to draw something. Oh, the fans at CPW are just incredible. Yeah, I saw some of the fan art on your uh, Instagram, right? So, it's yeah. up so people can check that out whenever you can. Go to Kiara's uh, Instagram. We'll put that yep. up. Later on in post-production, show everybody where it is. But please tell me more. (laughs) Yes, so, uh, and you can follow me here. Um, (laughs) No, uh, so, so yeah, I had several matches with Alfie Rogue, as well as Mm -hmm. my sister. Alfie Rogue is who I won this title from. And I believe it was the third third match of three where I finally won the title. Her signature move is the spear. Uh And... Having had several matches with her, I think we really put on a good show. And I got several bruises from a cage match with Kat Von Cage. There's a steel chair. If you go on my YouTube, you can see highlights of those matches. Uh, that was the very first time I'd been hit so aggressively with a chair. And it does leave bruises. You know, people can say, oh, wrestling is fake. But those bruises weren't fake. I can tell you that. Yeah. I, um, I, again, I saw that on your Instagram. Oh, my God. Like You had black and blues everywhere. I, I know, couldn't but it. it was. I was just thinking like of all the amazing matches I've seen mm-hmm. that have tables, ladders, chairs, and I'm thinking I want to put on a good show, you know? Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. And so what, are, like what's coming up for you? Like I, I saw something about your, your, your challenging the other champion to unify the titles. So yes. Yeah, so, so there was, so I lost a number one contenders match, unfortunately, but <sighs> that would have been, if I had become the number one contender, it would have been to unify the CPW Lineal Women's Championship with the CPW Women's Championship. This wow. one actually is the premier belt for the women, I just have to add. Um, but it would be nice to have to combine them. Um, there's there's more tournaments I can't quite announce yet because 
they haven't been announced officially on the Facebook page, but there is set to be something that will be on a TV network here in the UK. Oh, um, very cool. Power very 4 cool. TV. And there's going to be another promotion. So if you follow me on my Instagram and my Twitters and my Facebooks, you'll see as soon as, soon as I'm allowed, I will be announcing those. That is awesome. So I'm going to change a little bit the gear. Oh, I have to touch on this because it's the elephant in the world. It's not even the room. It's, it's the whole COVID it's situation. It's the whole world. Yeah. It's the whole world. Uh, the, the pandemic, not mm -hmm. epidemic. I just learned the other day, like the differences between the words. So now I'm like, I'm smart too. <laughs> so <laughs> how how's that been? Like it, it, it has to be a drag and it has to be hard, like mentally and physically not to be able to go into the ring as much as you used to. How are you handling that? So it's really stop start. You kind of you get all prepared, like oh yeah, things are going to start up again, and then oh, and then, and then yeah yeah, and then oh, and then it's really kind of you keep getting your hopes up, and then the hopes keep coming down. So I'm sure, in a way, this is kind of connecting everyone. It's been we've all been impacted massively, and I luckily you know I've not in the UK we've got the furlough scheme which is where mm -hmm. if you lost your job, luckily I've not been on the, I've not been furloughed as we say in this country. I've been really fortunate not to have been furloughed. So I've got my day job, got my IT office job to kind of keep me busy. Cause I think if I didn't have that, I would go nuts. <laughs> um, but with, with wrestling. So I believe around about August, Octo yeah, October CPW did have one or two live shows with a live audience. Oh, wow. We had to come okay. out with, with masks. Uh, that was strange because because uh, I'm a face right at CPW and I want to go high five everyone, but we can't high five people. <laughs> so that was kind of different. Um, and then we've gone back to the tapings and depending on the local council. So the UK's well, England is split into counties, mm -hmm. and there's like Leicestershire, Rutland, Northamptonshire. Uh, there's loads of different counties in London. And different counties have their own rules. So CPW has permission from the police and the local council, but other promotions don't. And the same with wrestling schools. So some schools like FTGU with Gareth Harris, which I mentioned, they mm. haven't been able to run because they haven't got permission from the local council. But there's another school uh, trained by Marty Jones, the Squared Circle Academy. Squared circle, see what I did there? Well, see what he did there. Uh, up in Manchester in Oldham, which has been given permission. So I've, as of the last two or three months, I've been trying to go there weekly or twice weekly to kind of keep off the ring rust. Mm -hmm. And I'm really fortunate because that's one of the only areas in this country where they have been given permission from the local council. It's a bit of a, sometimes it's a postcode lottery. Um, there has been some controversy with that. I won't shy away from it, but I've seen myself, the emails, the letters from the local council, from the police. We've been given the AOK. -okay. We wouldn't be operating if we weren't completely safe. And it's just elite training. It's one-on-one. -on -one. You train with one other person and it's important for sports because you don't want to injure someone, right? The, the nightmare, I mean, touch wood, I've never been injured. I've never injured someone, but for the people that haven't been able to do training, I don't think they're going to be able to jump straight back into shows when they start. I think they're going to need to really take off the ring rust um, and just take it slow and only when they're really comfortable to jump back into it, I think. 
Yeah, because that, that, that's one of the things that happened to me when I, I wrestled early on. As uh, one of the trainers, he came back and he hadn't wrestled in God knows how long and, and mm-hmm. immediately injured me and just tore my tendon in my foot and uh, my ankle. So I know what oh. it is. It's like people, the ring rust is real, man. And unfortunately, I was a victim of that. Mm-hmm. But I'll change the subject because I, I had to touch on the COVID. I don't like touching on it too much. I don't want to harp on, on, on the unhappiness of it. But on, on your IG, I, I, I see you have a, a cockatiel. Like, so <laughs> I wanted to hit that. Chester's his name, right? Chester. Link <laughs> yes, yeah, named after Chester Bennington. Yep. Yeah. How, how hard was it to, to train a, a, a cockatiel to do all those little tricks? And yeah, so he, it wasn't too hard because I adopted him from from about eight weeks. So he was still, he was, he was hand fed. So he wasn't scared of hands. Um, and yeah, I call him Chester the Pester because he can be a bit of a pester. I, I actually, I love him so much. He's, it was in, I was in, I was at Lance Storm School when I heard the news, unfortunately, about Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park, who unfortunately suffered from mental health problems. And that, that really got to me at the time. And I wanted something to kind of live on of Chester's memory. Mm-hmm. And when I was, it wasn't until, so that was 2017. Then it was, t- it was June of, not June, around April, May, June of 2018, where I adopted Chester. And it was actually, what's the date today? Well, today as of filming, it's the yeah. fifth. <laughs> is it the fifth yeah. for you? It's, it's, yeah. the, four, it's yeah. the fourth five year. Wait, it's the it? sixth for me. It's the yeah, fifth. It's the fifth. Yeah. It's the fifth. <laughs> so we, yesterday, <laughs> so yesterday was Chester's hatch day, his birthday. Yeah. Oh. So he's three years old. Oh wow! So it's pretty cool that I brought him up, right? I, I get a problem. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, he's asleep right now because he, you know, when it's dark outside, otherwise he'd be sitting on my shoulder. Yeah, yeah, because I see him on your head, and I'm like, my mom had had a cockatiel. Oh, and, uh, yeah, and I would try to touch him, and he was like, "Oh, really? We're gonna wrestle now?" You know, it's like, <laughs> "All right, I'm not messing with this bird." <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I, I did when I was wrestling is I, I stopped watching wrestling altogether. Is that mm-hmm. something you do or are you still a fan and, and, and you still partake in, in, in the forbidden waters of wrestling? <laughs> I, I cannot watch ladder matches anymore. Like uh-huh. they just, they're painful. Like I can feel the pain yeah. through the ladder match. And I was watching uh, WrestleMania 17 this evening mm-hmm. and uh, it was, uh, Chris Jericho versus William Regal and Chris Jericho jumps over the ropes and he's going to land on William Regal and he kind of over well I don't know whether he overshot or or William Regal wasn't quite standing in the right position but he kind of lands he doesn't get caught and mm-hmm. I'm there like with my sister like really cringing inside whereas if I was <laughs> when I watched Wrestlemania 17 as a kid I would have been just been like yeah wrestling yeah and, but yeah, it definitely changes how you watch it. Yeah, it you know, more. yeah, you know how it feels to, to hit that ground, especially from that height, from a from a ladder. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty insane. But yeah, it, it, and do you watch anything currently, or or do you take any inspiration from the the, the men and women that are doing it now? Yeah, so I'm a diehard WWE fan. I've watched bits of AEW. Uh, I've watched watched bits of New Japan, but I always keep coming back to WWE. It's the Kool-Aid. It is. It is the Kool-Aid. I'm addicted to the Kool-Aid. 
Yeah, it's the cool, so, definitely, definitely is the cool. And you've been referencing WrestleMania 17. Um, many consider that to be one of the best WrestleManias of all time. Do you feel that way after all the manias you've watched over time? My favorite, well, my two favorites would, well, my most favorite is 28 because I was there and I'm super biased, right? Okay, so that one doesn't really count. My next favorite is probably 25, which you remember got Shawn oh Michaels God. versus Undertaker one. I was there. Oh. I, I lost you were my there mind. too. Yes, I was there. <laughs> I, I lost my mind. I had no energy after that match. You I, must I have think... been like deflated afterwards. Yeah, afterwards the whole the whole crowd just didn't. Who was after that? It was uh, Randy Orton and no, uh, no, 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 no. You had Michaels versus Taker. No, no. After, after, right, right, right after that, you had Cena, Edge, and Show, and Big yeah. Show. I, I and, barely and, remember it. Yeah, I, I just and, remember Undertaker and Sean. That, that's that's that so similar. And I felt bad for Hunter because that's the second time that happened. Because after 18, after Hogan and Rock fought, he and Jericho had to go do the main event. And they said both times the crowd was just not there because the, ma the match was stolen with, you mm -hmm. know, with, with Sean. Both times it was Sean. I mean, Sean. No, no, Sean. Sean. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I grew up idolizing that dude. And, and he would still show every WrestleMania. <laughs> How old is your yeah. son now, Em? Oh, my God. In two days, he's going to be 24. Oh, I'm an old man. I, I've, uh, I thank you. Now I'm gonna go cry. <laughs> I, I, I have uh, my, my I have two boys here that one's ten and one seven. My my future stepkids and they are they watch WWE, but they're become diehard AEW fans. It's okay. Like, and it's like they are they love Cody. They like uh, mm -hmm. one of M's favorites, Orange Cassidy. I like wrestling. That's the thing. I don't yeah. I don't want char characters. I Orange Cassidy is a gimmick. It really is just a gimmick, but, but they, they, they watch they watch everything. They've been watching everything from the Attitude Era all the way up lately on the networks. And, yeah. You gotta show and, them some new Japan, Randy, so they can uh, they can <laughs> yeah. mimic it. Yeah, you know, yeah, you want me to watch have them watch Switchblade, definitely. <laughs> well listen, Randy, I don't want Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, it's so good that you've got your kids into it. If I ever have kids, I'm going to make them watch watch it. Yeah, see, <laughs> I have two kids. I have one that lives in Florida, and he's going to be 17. I, I had kids early. I, I had my first kid at 15, so I'm going to be 40 this year. And uh, he doesn't care about wrestling. I show him matches, and he's just like, the dad, I'm going to go play video games. And then the older one, he loves wrestling, and he grew up with it. We used to go to WrestleManias. It's just crazy, but like I don't want to take you too much of your time because I know it's very late over there. So, so the it's last okay. thing that I wanted to talk to you about was uh, you have a dance troupe, right? Yes. Oh, you've really done your homework. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, told you, I, have to, I have to get into every nook and cranny, so I have to know the most. So could you tell me a little bit about that before we let you go? Because I know it's like almost one o'clock over there. That's fine. So they're called Ryder R Y D A, and we've. Uh, filmed a little clip of late night feelings. Late night feeling. Doo, 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 doo. Um, slightly <laughs> better singing than than that. Um, and we've used that as a sort of a professional piece. And right now we do classes on Zoom. Uh, and there was a little gimmick in the park where we were socially distanced dancing. Um, mm. But no, so that's a contemporary dance. So for those not familiar with different dance styles, imagine ballet, but then a bit smoother than ballet and a bit, you kind of, you collapse on the floor and you come up and it's, there's more, 
it's a bit looser than ballet. Like ballet is very strict. You got to there's different positions, and if if you're out of line, then you get told off. Right? Imagine、mm. the classic ballet teacher, probably Russian, who's like yelling at you. It's yeah, with the stick, like no. <laughs>、um, and I can make fun of that because I'm part Russian. So,、um, but no, yeah. So ride at Rutland Youth Dance Academy.、Uh, plug shout out to that. You can find the music video again on my YouTube. Listen. Thank you so much. I think you've you've given us way more than、yeah. more time than we deserve, and、uh, I have to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Randy, I'll thank you as well. Can you、uh, please let us know where we can find your merch and also you on social media? I've been throwing little social media plugs for you while the interview was going on. Let's let everybody know where they can find you. Yes, so it's Kiara. That's K I A R A. Then the underscore, you know, the little line that goes underneath Kiara underscore wrestler. That's you'll find my Instagram and Twitter, and there'll be links in my bio to the merch stores and to my YouTube, and my Facebook is Kiara Dash Wrestler, so no underscore there. I'm not allowed to do that for Facebook. Okay,、It's、yeah, forbidden. And they're they're weird on Facebook. <laughs> well, we thank you so much for giving us some time. No,、today. thank you. You've been <laughs> wonderful hosts. Thank you so much for making me feel so welcome. Listen, I'm in New York City, so it's a little. I had to mute myself a couple of times because it's 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 noisy as hell over here. But I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, thank you、This、so much. For awesome,、you. and I, I hope we can see more of you. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I would love that. I would love that. Um, Randy M, I'll definitely stay in touch. Definitely. definitely. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Get some sleep. <laughs> definitely get some sleep.、Bye. All right, Em, that was a lot of fun. A great interview with Kiara. And listen, I wish her all the luck and all the success. And I must say. Before we we get to the end of this, she was very charismatic. I I was taken back by by how charismatic she was. So again, we hope to see her. Maybe she comes to the U.S. and we get to see her live, man. Because I I'd be down for that one hundred percent. And、yeah. guys, go check her out. Go follow her on social media. She gave you the 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 social media handles. Go out, check her out, follow, show support. Speaking of social media, you can follow us on social media. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. M, tell where we are. We are on Facebook at what is it? The Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast and Instagram, the Cut Pro Wrestling. No, the Cut PW Podcast. I write this down, and every week I screw it up. Do you, did you notice that? Well, at least they're consistent. And then we're on Twitter, Twitter at Cut Wrestling BSP, and of course, BackSportsPage dot com is where you can find、uh, full shows and a great other. Uh, Forms of sports and entertainment on、uh, that great website, and、uh, M. You know, also we should encourage everyone to find us. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. I'm telling you, we're everywhere, and we might have some merch coming soon. Listen, wherever you guys listen, I'm not all that crazy about the merch because I think it's too soon. But hey, he wants to do it. So,、uh, wherever you guys enjoy a podcast, go out. Listen to us there. Give us five stars. Share with your friends. Help this thing grow, and、uh, we'll we'll make it grow, man. We'll, we'll do whatever we can to get you guys to listen consistently, at least. <laughs> we appreciate everyone who takes the time. Go back, check out the archives. We have some great guests like Damian Drake, Rory Fox, of course, obviously、uh, Kiara. We have the Good Brothers, Rocky Romero, the Hurricane, Diamond Dallas Page. We've had some great guests here on the cut. Go back, take、Chris、a listen. Bay, Chris Bay, Ro- oh, Rohit, PCO, 
PCO. PCO is your favorite one still, I think. There's one of yeah, it's one, it's in the top ten. Go back, to listen top to go back and listen to Rohit yell at me. I think yes, that's, that was I, great too. That's I, in my top five as well. <laughs> I, I think I also I also got a kick out of having the, us be a guest on Talking Shop. Yeah, I they mean, kind of took over. I mean, so. Yeah, so. In, our, in our first episode, they took over. <laughs> yeah, so that shows how much control we really had in exactly. the whole time. We, listen, guys, we've taken up enough of your time. Thank you so much. You've given us about 90 minutes. No, about uh, 60 minutes. I'm sorry. Misspoke. But again, thank you. And I hope to hear uh, from you guys uh, how you like it. Drop us lines. Follow us. And we'll see you next week.